Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of the Smashing Skull Sessions. Uh, this week I'm joined by a band who I've been listening to since 2017 when they released their first single, New Life. Um, they hail from Belgium, the band's name is Astadan. They play an amazing post-metal style of music which you just have to hear. And I'm lucky enough to have Tim Owens who is guitarist and composer of the band. Tim, you're very welcome to the Smashing Skull Sessions. Thank you very much. How are things you on your end? Good, good. It's uh, decent weather and everything is well in Belgium. So that's the job. That's the job. Obviously, you're very, you're very busy men at the moment. I know that because the new album is coming out, Evora. Yeah. Next, yeah, sixth, uh, sixth of May. So fantastic. How do you feel about the album? Are you happy with what you put down? Really, really, really happy with the album. Great stuff. So. Had a, had a decent stress moment, but uh, really happy how it came out and. Yeah, that's, that's just a natural thing, Tim. Is it everything you release? Like, there's going to be that moment where you're saying, fuck it, will, this, will they like it? Will they take it on board? Well, it was just that we, we, for this one, we decided to have some vocals on it. Yeah. And uh, it took a while to, to find the, the right vocals that, that fit it. So we had the mm. right singer. We knew, we knew that. But it's a whole other ball game to find decent vocals and yeah. so he did he did an excellent job and it was at the end we just had to pick which one was the best and that, that's a uh, bart bart van der Elst, am i right yeah yeah from no. the wonderful indie band the geraldines the geraldines that's right yeah, yeah. now that's tell me how did this idea come about to, to bring vocalists into astadan uh, tim we've been playing around with the idea for a for a long time so we when i created uh, the first record it was it was just instrumental. So Ameritat yeah. was never was never the idea to have vocals on it. And then when I started writing the second one, we just mm-hmm. it just felt great to to stay in the same yeah. the same line and just have no vocals and just mm-hmm. let the songs be born and, and add strings and pianos. And it was just a really fun project. But it always mm-hmm. played in my mind like I I really want to do something with vocals. Okay. And then at the, I think the start of 2020, I think, yeah. yeah. I had to fill in for the Geraldines on drums. Okay. And afterwards we were driving home and I, he, he was, Bart was just like, I really like what you guys are doing. And I was like, yeah, I really like your voice. So maybe we should try <laughs> and do something together. And then when the, the lockdown hit, I just started writing songs and just sent it sent it to him and at his end at his house he was starting to record stuff and sending it back and that's really how how Evora just came by itself yeah I mean did all the band agree with you that focus was the next step to take or was that something you just threw to the lads and said what do you think of this idea hey yeah I'm Astadan so they just have to follow me they have to follow <laughs> no no I'm very very fortunate <laughs> that they all that they all are following me in this in this idea that I had years yeah. ago when yeah. I was playing in other bands and we were touring and playing hardcore and it was always the idea of like, I want to do this post-rock band. Okay. And then when the songs were done, it was really cool to find cool guys that just were like, yeah, I want to get on board and we'll add stuff and we'll listen to you and we'll, we'll make things better, basically, is what, what they did. And that's the same for the new album. I wrote pretty much the whole thing, but then when you pass <laughs> it on to the guys who are really, really well at playing guitars and using their effects and just yeah. really, really great musicians. And it's so, so cool to have them I'm by old, my yeah. side and just like go all in for, for, for the band. And do they give ideas? Do they participate in saying, Tim, maybe, maybe a tweak here. Yeah. Tweak there. Yeah. 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 They yeah. do. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I let them, which you, don't, which you don't approve of. I say, what do you mean? No, song? 
Yeah, no, it's it's okay. We can find always. We can find a That's decent uh, middle middle road, so we can. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, tell me before you even got the vocalist, Tim. Were you ever considered doing vocals yourself? Had you any any interest in sort of keeping it within the group before you went out looking for somebody? Well, I think I think Bert, like our other guitar player, is yeah. is a really good singer because we saw him. He had this uh, melodic hardcore bands years ago and and great punk rock bands, and I always <laughs> liked when he was singing along. Yeah, but you just want to play guitar and just don't bother with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Do that. So, but I, I think it's really cool because the idea originally was we'll have Astodan like and we'll add some vocals. But when we were going along the way with the writing process, it it came about that it was more like no, we should have vocals with Astodan, not Astodan with vocals. I get you. I started drowning the vocals. Like really, I really love. Uh, uh, holy fawn and they yeah. just bury their vocals way in there yeah and that yeah. was what i was aiming for but then the band and some friends that were listening to songs were like dude you have this amazing singer just push him a bit up front mm-hmm. and just uh remove some effects and let let the let the vocals really speak and that's what we what we went for in the studio and we gave him more more his his center spot yeah that was the first thing that struck me actually tim when i when i listened to the album like it caught me by surprise where the vocals were sort of set halfway through the mix, if you know what I mean. It was sunken in a bit. And I said, am I fuck? Am I hearing this right? And yeah. I went back and played But do you know something? It works. It works. And it works, you know. But it takes a second for your, for your head and your mind to adjust and say, right, this is Astodan. I know their sound. Yeah. I know that crisp, clean, heavy Astodan sound. And then you have this sunken vocal and you're saying, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, true. It does take a second to get I it. Know. But but it's fantastic. Like I listened to the album for a while now. It's it's class. Like yeah. Uh, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. It was really it was a bit hard because I really love bands like Nothing and and Slow Crush, and I love the the buried vocals in yeah. in a sea of reverb and and it's cool that the that the band was more like no, we need to put a bit. Though we we found some some center yeah central ground or how do you say it and and just went for it and maybe to the next album we can we can push it again a bit further or push it a bit mm-hmm. back or I don't know. Like, like, it's, like you said, it wasn't drowned out completely. Like it's not as if it was a case of, I don't know what the guy is saying. It's in there. It's in the back somewhere. You know, you, yeah, can, but, you can make out the vocal, but it's not front and stage, front and center. Like, yeah. But in the demos I recorded, there was like a ton of more guitars over it and yeah. lots of synths. And so I had to cut really, yeah, I had to cut some stuff to give in more a position. I changed okay. some guitar parts where I just heard like, ah, he's doing that with his vocals. Let me just not play what I normally play, but let mm. me just add something to, to add to the vocals, which yeah. is, a, it was, a, it was a really, really fun experience. And I'm looking forward to, to the future. Yeah. He's in, he has an interesting vocal range, hasn't he? It's sort of I, two, two vocalists came to mind straight away. Yeah. And it was Chino from Deftones. And I was saying, and maybe Jacob, Jacob Berglund from A Swarm of the Sun, if you could sort of yeah, 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 yeah. Find, find a happy ground in between the two. He's sort of in there. Yeah, it's really unique. And I'm, Again, I'm really was, happy it worked. Was that something you wanted as well? That style of vocal, it wasn't the case you wanted a growler or this raspy, gritty vocalist. I wanted to stay clean. Yeah. I think, and I, I think we, we found some, some decent way of... of, of of making it happen. Like when, mm. when we burst out, we, with Astrodan, we, we always love to go from really quiet parts, like have one, yeah. 
one string playing and then just burst out with everyone at the same time. And it was, it was just amazing to see how, how he can add with his vocals without mm-hmm. growling or in, he's just, it's he's another just, layer, isn't it? Yeah. 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 He's really yeah. in there. And it's, it was, it was insane to, to see it happen in the studio. Cause yeah, we recorded with, with Janus from, from Dunk Records uh-huh. and he was just sitting behind the desk, like, Holy, what, what is this? This guy is like <laughs> first take after first take. And they were all, he nailed it like constantly. Wow. So really yeah we played some we played a show we played two shows now with him and and yeah life it's just it uh it's really really fun to it's worked so it's worked for you you're happy where you are so on your third album like yeah yeah mm. for sure for now, sure the writing of the music and everything else tim how do you go about it i've seen as you are sort of the main writer composer whatever you like to be tagged well, as but so what? this is this is the the third album and the first i wrote by myself when there wasn't even a band Mm-hmm. It was just, uh, I got a little studio at home and then I borrowed some guitar and then I borrowed a bass and just started playing around with, yeah, with just Cubase and all. And this is what came out. And mm-hmm. after the other bands, like the hardcore bands, and when the touring stopped and the other bands kind of rolled out, I just said like, okay, maybe it's time to, to push this in motion. Yeah. And then when the second album came, uh, Batala, that oh. was one where we wrote it. We wrote it with the band. There's a song, uh, Buaya was wrote in the rehearsal space. So, which mm-hmm. was really cool to have like the, the band feeling. Okay. And I was looking forward to have it on this album as well. But uh, yeah, lockdown uh, completely ruined that. So I just, I just started writing and I noticed that the other guitar players didn't really have the urge with mm-hmm. everything happening to sit behind a computer and write. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, it just, it just came out. So I, I love to... Sometimes when you have an idea, I would, I would jump in the studio, record it, and we'll see, we'll see afterwards what happens. Mm-hmm. But I love it just to like pan out the day and just get in the studio clueless and okay. just, yeah. just let, it, let it happen. Like have That's some beers, it. have some reverb and just fiddle around on guitar. Or sometimes I would just play piano or just maybe just some cello and just see whatever comes out. And okay. I think that's the, the funnest part about, about this project. Yeah. So you're not one of these guys who goes around and you have a minute in your head and you've recorded. This has to be there. Oh yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, my, my, my phone is full of those of me singing <laughs> in, a, in a phone. So yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I'm on public transport. Is this what you're about to go watch? Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should do a B-side with, uh, with those, uh, those parts. <laughs> I suppose I jumped the gun a bit, maybe mentioned it well, because the band's name, Astrodan. Yes. Yeah, I did a bit of research in it there and I know my right or not is related to sort of Iranian funeral rites and yeah, exactly. Right? Um, yeah. Why that concept, Tim? What? Well, where was I, the interest in it? Was it something that again that just came out of the blue? When I was playing in uh, Poison My Blood, which, which was a metalcore band, mm-hmm. uh, our guitar player started playing post rock a bit, but like, like just a one man, okay. uh, one man band. Yeah, and he he would call it Vulture, and I really enjoyed that name. But when you Type in Vulture. There's a million bands called yeah. Vulture, and uh, then I started just looking around what what happens with Vultures and just go go about with with all that. And then I stumbled upon this Iranian tower mm-hmm. where they put their bodies on the tower. The Vultures would come, pick the flesh off the bones, and then they would mm-hmm. collect the bones in the center of the well, and that's called the Astudan. Okay. So the the Ameritat Records is the one that's right behind you yeah that's the tower from above so the center is the astrodan 
Oh, very good. I didn't know yeah. that. It's nice. And to then know. we went about, then Batala came, which was the tree. Yeah. And that's the, the Philippian tribe. So they would hollow out the tree and put their, the, 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 the person who died, they would put him up front, like in the tree. So okay. that's their burial. Wow. And then now we went for uh, Evora, which uh-huh. is a city in Portugal, and they have a, a bone chapel. So it was some, some 17th century monks who had to uh, yeah, just clean out the cemeteries around the city and to give those people a good memorial and to good, give them a, a place. Good send-off, yeah. Yeah, they would build exactly. this chapel made out of their bones. Wow. So it's 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 pretty beautiful, but it's pretty <laughs> it's it's dark. Pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dark, but it is beautiful in its own way. And again, that's reflected in the artwork, Tim. I mean, yeah, you must be fucking thrilled with how they came out. Yeah, I mean, I really am. But every song is depicted by some artwork. It's it's a stunning piece of work. Yeah, that's that's Yuri Silverans uh, who uh, who who made these drawings. Okay, unbelievable. Song. Unbelievable stuff, Tim, yeah. I mean, this album just blew me away when it came out. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're continuing the same idea, the same concept, Tim? I want to I draw it out and see yeah. how far, how see far how we far get. Goes. Like, each album have, like, a burial right, uh, because it works with the music. It and does, it's yeah. really fun. I, I thought with, with Batala, the, the second one we did, I knew we were going to do the tribe, and I knew which steps I wanted. So I, I yeah. drew out the six steps, and then it was really fun to write like, okay, so we have the, we need an eerie start. So it was really cool just to sit down behind the computer and say, let's get, let's get eerie. Yeah. And yeah. then to the end, I wanted to, so the end has to be hopeful because they take, uh, they, they say, they say the prayers and they say uh-huh. goodbye to the person and they leave in hope so that uh, the soul will reach a good place. Mm-hmm. So then you need, so Makakasanan was a song that we wrote with the idea of let's, try and make it a bit uplifting. So there's a bit of hope. Mm-hmm. And I, I really found that interesting. Yeah. And I want to, I want to pull that out. Like, so you can, when every time you start a new album that you can, yeah, that you can make the steps and write the music accordingly. I get you. I suppose another thing, like there's such a storyline behind your music, as you, as you've mentioned the albums there, like vocals help tell a story, obviously, don't they? I mean, whatever's in your mind musically, and it tells a story of these albums. Yeah. Vocals, I suppose, do give other people who just sit there. Oh, wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and the good thing about uh, the uh, really cool thing about the Avora record is that in this chapel there are a bunch of verses and mm-hmm. poems on the walls. So we we took them and put them in the lyrics. Oh, wow! So yeah. they're like entwined a bit, and then at the center there's this huge Portuguese uh, poem, and so we have uh, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, say the poem with a little interlude so it's it really worked out i really love that everything is connected i really yeah. love if there's a if there are people listening to the record and they they like the music and that's fine uh-huh. but i love like you have some some of these extra people who go who go digging deep yeah and i i love if they find find something and that's the same what happened with uh with the former album with uh, batala Suddenly, we got mails from the Philippines uh, from people saying like, oh, my God, you made something about our tribe and, and our past. Something that, yeah, they, they just, it's it struck, uh, it struck. Uh, that must be great to hear coming back to, isn't it? You know, to, to see that people have, it has an impact, like, you know. And I really, yeah, I'm, 
putting in a lot of effort to make uh-huh. everything work. And it's really cool if then the people of that area contact you and say, it's completely right. It's, well, this is correct. This is correct. This is correct. This is how they did it. So it's really, it's really cool to see. And you get you caught up in all Tim, do you, do you dig deeper and deeper when you have an idea in your head and yeah. you have a concept in your head? But when, once I have it, it's, it's okay. I can let it go. So yeah. that's, that's an important part. <laughs> and the lyrics, Tim, who wrote the lyrics? Uh, Bart did. Oh, very good. Yeah. He was really, he was really 100% into the, into the project because it started out a bit as a project. Like, okay, it's, it's locked down. We can't do all that stuff. I wrote some songs. I'll send them to you. Just, just sing a bit and we'll see what happens. Like it's, it's nice to have a guy come in who's not just coming in to step in to do vocals, but he has more of an input, you know, he writes yeah. and I suppose he gives him more of a, a connection to the band. Yeah. And it was like basically one month before we hit the studio when we were sitting in, this, in our studio and just mm-hmm. working out the, be the tweaking here, be the tweaking there, remove another guitar and just yeah. play something new on his vocals or change his vocals a bit. And everyone was full, full engaged in the, in the album. Where, where he said, like, dude, I want to I wanna be in, like, 100% be in the band, not yeah, just make yeah. an album and we'll see what happens. I want to be part of for the long haul. Brilliant. So, brilliant. yeah, so it's, it's really, really, really paid off. Stuff. Very Tim, I'm going to take an opportunity here to play a track for the people who are listening in. Um, I'm going to play the track Oath, which is the first release from Evora. Yes. Um, so, guys, have a listen to this and see what you think. And some vocals for you to hear ears around.
There you go, guys. That was Astadan, and that was the first track from their new album, Evora, and that was called Oath. And anyone who knows Astadan will hear Astadan musically <laughs> in that. But to have a vocal edition really gives it another dynamic and gives adds another layer to it all. So, guys, make sure you, you go and buy this. Actually, this album is available to purchase on vinyl already, isn't it, Tim, through Dunk Records? Yeah. To join Quick Earths for uh, Europe and through a thousand arms Thousands. for uh, the US. Yeah, I think a bird's robe is doing Australia. Brilliant. We have new noise for China, wow. and uh, fuck for UK. It's Church Church Road. Church Road. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. You just mentioned nearly every continent in the world, there, Tim. Like, are you getting feedback from everywhere? Is there is there people contacting you from all over the world? Yeah, it's, it's what it's what what the what defines post rock. It's little yeah. groups scattered all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? There's yeah. a it, it's a, it's a small community, but it's worldwide, you know. It's yeah. and it, it's a very close knit community as well. Everyone likes to share music and and help each other out. It's great. Yep, yeah, it is. So I'm just hoping that they don't uh, spit us out after making a record <laughs> with fans. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, it's it's. No. Um, no, I think people are pretty open-minded when it comes to it, you know? I mean, there's only so much you can do with new... Like, I know, look, there's so much you can do with music, but a lot of bands as well have been putting in spoken passages, taking pieces yeah. from a movie or whatever the case would be. It's a very post-rock thing to do, so I don't think there's anything too different in vocals, Tim, you know? No, it's true. You know, we, stick, it, it, we stick to what we, what we do when we have the crescendos and we have the smaller parts and... Exactly. Yeah. Like if you if you had done a third album without vocals, Tim, would you have been? Do you think you would have been happy, or would you have always said, "Fuck, I missed an opportunity there. I should have done what I had in mind." Well, no, because when I started writing this album from the get go, yeah, in oh, my head there were there were going to be vocals. Okay. Even though we weren't sure that that Bart was going to do it, mm. but I started writing a bit more uh, chorus. Uh, yeah. Like you know, like have some. Have a different structure to it, I yes. suppose, chorus first, yeah. Because yeah. with the first two albums, I really don't like to repeat anything. Mm -hmm. I feel post-rock has to be born. Like you, you start with something and it just goes, yeah. but it doesn't come back. Which is not like the last song of Batala with Makakasanan. There's a, a part that comes back, which was, yeah, uh, the other guitar player, Bert, uh, made mm -hmm. me do it. And I liked it, but now it was just when we started, when I started writing, it was really obvious that to have like we need stuff where vocals can come back and have chorus or verse yeah. or yeah and uh it's been fun to write like that yeah brilliant um to take shift move away a small bit from what we were talking about your albums maybe talk to me about dunk and dunk records and what they've done for you because they've been on board since the start yeah um, obviously they're belgian like yourself so it is nice to keep it in house and <laughs> yeah and it was it was pretty pretty it's pretty weird. It's just um, we all come from uh, punk rock, hardcore uh -huh. bands, indie bands, and uh, we were never really neck deep in, in post rock yeah. or in the whole community. I, I had my Russian Circles album. Mm -hmm. I have my, I love Isis. It's been my, one yeah. of my favorite bands like from all time. I love my yeah. 65 Days of Static. But we were never really neck deep in, in all that, that scene. Okay. So when I started, yeah, when we started creating the record and it was just like, yeah, got mail from Dunk. They want to, they want to release it. And then just the ball kept rolling. And then we played Dunk Festival and just like, like her mind was blown. Like, holy yeah. shit, there's like an entire community around this. So it was really cool in, in 2018 when we just got in. 
and just uh yeah we met you we met we met we like a ton of people and it was yeah. just so amazing and then the second album came and everyone started mailing us back and it was just really cool to to be accepted in the community and and just come from miles away but that's the interesting thing there now that you said like you know you were you're playing in different musical places like you know between punk and hardcore and 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 not even having that background in post rock and literally to land yourself in there on your first album like and to be taken in it's basically so what well received fuck it i mean it was just it just what happened it just i took a guitar and it's that's what came out yeah, and do you think so, Dunk, Dunk has a big part to play in that? The fact that it is Dunk Records, Dunk yeah, they've, fest, been a, they've been a huge fest, like yeah, they've been a huge help, and mm. then they just they just follow us. Like when when Bapala was happening, yeah, they just went along with it, and then we did the live because we were going to do right. a release show for Bapala. We we had a church where we were going to do the release show, which was sold out. It was going to be insane. Mm-hmm. But it was two weeks into the lockdown, so nothing happened, and we just completely lost momentum and lost that, lost that release yeah. show. So then, afterwards, when everything came down a bit and we could do some stuff, we just said like, "Let's do this show anyway and just stream it." But uh, the Andres, like the guy who uh, who mixed and and produced a bit in our first two albums, he did such an insane job yeah. on the sounding of that church, which wasn't which wasn't easy, <laughs> but I'd he made like no. such a great sound and then just called Walt and just said like, can we, can we, can we do something? Can we put this on a, on an LP? And he's like, yeah, let's do this. And then we'll have, we'll have uh, three variants and he let me pick the colors and it's been, it's been really, really great. And then they asked us for the dunk uh, live session. Mm-hmm. And I was there with some demos and said like, this is what I'm doing now, but it's with vocals completely thinking he would go like, nah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Find, find something else. <laughs> but he was, he was completely on board straight away and, and let us do our thing. And, and it has been, has been great working. Okay. With I actually forgot to put that album up. Actually. I have, I have the live album as well. It, 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 and you know something during lockdown, if anything, I, have good, it. I think it's, 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 uh, but that's it up there. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> if anything good came in lockdown, there's an awful lot of bands went down that road, didn't they? Of recording live, but not in front of an audience, if you know what yeah. I mean. And it was it, just you know, fun to, did, to do something. It did tie us over for a while because live music, you know, is a staple diet in everyone's fucking life at this stage. And to have nothing for two years, you know, we were on fucking cold turkey there for so long. It was mad. I, it's, for me personally, it was okay because I, I have a daughter of three years old. So the last two years <laughs> have been amazing. Just spending a lot of time with, with the you family. Need to watch her grow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And on the side, there was a lot of time off to work on music. And then you could grab on to projects like the church and like we did with some other bands, we did some stuff. And yeah, it was just uh for me personally, it wasn't it wasn't horrible or anything. <laughs> but it was time well spent for you, I suppose. You made the most of it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I suppose she's they're going to pay the price for now because it's festival season, Tim, isn't it? And you're going to be out on the road. Yeah, we have a tour coming up in May, and I'm a bit concerned, but yeah, we'll we'll see what uh, <laughs> we'll see yeah. what happens. We always have Skype, so do you enjoy playing the festivals, or would you prefer your your own shows, or maybe supporting another band? I love the combination. Yeah, uh, like now we are doing a tour in May with Ranges, where we play a colossal weekend in Copenhagen, and yeah. we end in Dunk. So we have two big festivals. And I love to play smaller shows in between. I get you. Yeah. 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 So you can have a bit of everything. You can play for five people. You can play for 20 people. And then just bam, it's like huge hall and play a decent festival 
buy uh, buy merch and sell merch, and then the day afterwards, right back to the, the five people and the sound guy. And that's just... it. Isn't that the madness of it all? Like you know, you go and play a dunk there, for instance. You have a thousand people packed in, and the atmosphere is fucking electric, right? And as you said, two nights later or two nights before, you're playing inside a almost like a fucking bar, like with 20, it's, 30 people it's watching. It's genius. It's genius you know? because I, I love I love both because at the small shows there's no mics and you can just crank the amps and the drums yeah. are way too loud and it just <laughs> it's just electric. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally fucking. So when in 2018 we did a tour with uh, Jeff from uh, oh, from please. Germany, yeah, insanely great band. And we played in um, in Zurich, the mm-hmm. Bergmal Festival. Okay. So we were on the on the main stage at seven at night. So it was it was packed. It was it was really great. And then the day afterwards, we played somewhere in Switzerland in this home. I'm. It was just a home. <laughs> we played in a, in a living. So it was. Yeah, it was it was cool. Someone's <laughs> living room. Is it Chad? You're all sitting on yeah, the couch. Exactly. Watching. Someone's living room. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> And I suppose talking about being yourselves from Belgium and Donk from Belgium and, and the, the Belgian festivals, like the scene, music scene in Belgium is thriving at the moment, it seems, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I've spoken to so many bands from Belgium and it's not just post-rock, it's post-metal, it's hardcore, there's... Yeah, there's, there's some stuff going. Is that, uh, is that, was that always there, Tim, or is it something that's sort of um, been growing over the last few years? I think it's a bit double. Uh, yeah. I think now there's just some smaller groups who are really dedicated to the genre. Mm-hmm. But when I look back to, to 10 years ago, when there yeah. were punk rock and hardcore shows, it was total madness. Mm-hmm. Like you had rooms where, where 100 people could fit and there were 200 people yeah. Just yeah. climbing on top of each other. So like I said, I come from a totally different scene. Mm-hmm. But now if you go back to hardcore shows in Belgium, there, a lot has changed. There's, a, there's, yeah. yeah. But as you say, like post-metal, post-rock, but that's also because there are some really, really great bands mm-hmm. coming about. Mm-hmm. You have like Psychonaut, which is, which is booming. Potamus, yeah. Uh, yeah. which is going like super well. So you have like a shit ton of bands just doing really, really, really well. And that's, and that's the thing, but the post-rock scene even, post-metal scene, there is so many bands, Tim. Like you go into band camp there, you could spend fucking hours scrolling oh, yeah. true bands that are you know it, it's not easy to get noticed if you know what i mean and that, to make true. to make to make the jump that like that that g did for instance i mean to go from your, your first release and fucking hit the ground running you know it's, it's not an easy thing to, yeah but that's that's what i learned uh sometimes yeah. you gotta look back and just see at what what you have achieved mm-hmm. because i feel for me personally i'm always looking too much forward yeah yeah and like yeah, just ah oh, crap, we didn't get that tour. Ah, oh, we missed that festival. Or and sometimes, like you say, we have to ease down a bit and just look back as like, dude, we we played some some good stuff exactly, and we we exactly. are in a good position. Like we were really fortunate to record this album and mm-hmm. have done. Can have we're gonna have the LP. Uh, a thousand arms are gonna do the CD, and it's not it's not we're. I'm not saying I took it for granted, but it's it's important to remember that. You don't have yeah. to take it for granted. Exactly, yeah. The heavy music scene in general, like, it seems to be booming. Like, you know, I think people seem to be getting more comfortable with heavy music. It's become more accessible, isn't it? Do you not think? I mean, you go to small gigs around the place before, uh, you'd be lucky to get 10 or 20 people into a, a heavy 
a death metal or a trash metal band or a hardcore band, but no, people are willing to experiment with music and go in and say, fuck it, heavy music, yeah. let's go and have a listen. It's true, but it's, it's also, we have this, this uh, radio in Belgium and they, mm. they always do the, the top 666 uh, of, the, of the heavy songs. Okay. And what has happened over the past three years is that they are adding, not adding by themselves, but just people are starting to vote for Belgian bands. Mm-hmm. So there's a shit ton of, of Belgian bands getting in that list. Yeah. But that list is a list that kids listen to. Exactly. They come together, drink beers, and the list is like full on in, in, in youth houses and, and yeah. stuff like that and bars. So it's really important. Like this year, I think Master of Puppets has been number one for i think one, 100 years or something yeah yeah and this year it was brutish there you go so like they just kicked metallica away so that's just that's insane that's like wonderful to see that it is it is wonderful to see it. and it's something that i've noticed as well in the last few years like you know the big guns as you said the big bands the big metal and rock bands dominated the scene for so long you know you get sick of no as much as i love them all don't get me wrong slayers megadeth metallica's it's great to see some new life being fucking yeah, yeah. injected into it, isn't it? And you said Brutus like came out and over and the sound is incredible. And there's so many bands out there and it's great to see people listening to them. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, it and they're is, getting picked up by the huge bands and they're promoting them. So that's and they're supporting them and tours and everything. Yes, yeah. is it? Yeah, it's a good... Spotify is, has that helped it, do you think? I think, think so. It? Yeah. I think so in a way, not in, in paying wise. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> But we won't, it definitely, we won't go down that rabbit hole tonight, no. But yeah. I, I have found so many new bands over Spotify. Mm. Like, like mm. I'm, I'm insanely excited about Birds in a Row. And that's just something I was listening to, to Brutus. And when the record stopped, it just spinned me in Brutus Radio. And the <laughs> first thing happened was Birds in a Row. And, and so I think it's really important. Yeah. I think it has, a, has, a, has its place, as I mentioned before, talking to a few other guys. It has its place in the, in the music yeah. domain, if you know what I mean. It's giving people an opportunity to get their music out there that normally wouldn't because, as, as we said earlier, go back 20 years ago, trying to get a record label to listen or trying to get someone to turn up at your gig. Yeah. You know, the tables have turned, like I think, have they? It definitely has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you currently listening to? I know you mentioned Birds and Row. So what else uh, is on the, your Spotify I'm, playlist? Or what you I'm, play? I'm going down a shoegaze uh, rabbit hole at the moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, nothing came to play in Brussels last week. So I've been, uh, they've been on the radio nonstop now uh, mm. in my car. And then um, I've been really digging this uh, great, great hell. Okay. Great death. Great death. Okay. That's new to which me. Which has been, uh, has been nonstop on my, uh, yeah. on my player. So yeah, it's basically shoegaze at the moment. Shoe, shoegaze, yeah. <laughs> we all go through phases, I think, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we all go through phases. When you go into something, that's it. You're, you're locked in for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, until you hear something else. Tim, I have a few questions as well I want to ask you before we go. Uh, I ask everybody that comes on the show my three session questions. And I, I did you see them? I actually sent yeah. them on to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I took a long time to, to think about it. I'm still not really, really no, sure. Yeah, but but once you can give me some answer anyway. So I suppose the first question, Tim, is if you could walk into a recording studio and put down any track, anything at all from any genre, any time. Uh, drums for Concubine of Converge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because for me, there's, that record came out in 2001. Uh-huh. And till this day, there's not a single song in the world that gets me more excited than Converge Concubine. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, you would have well rehearsed. You have that. 
Off so that, that was the easy one. That, <laughs> that was, was like one. straight away. It's like, hey, like there's no, there's nothing. <laughs> no comparison. <laughs> no comparison. Definitely. If you could play live on stage, then Tim, walk on stage and play with any band that has ever fucking lived or is still living, walk on stage and play a couple of their tracks with them. Who would it be? <laughs> that was a hard one. Yeah. I would go for the chaotic ones. Like okay. just have a, I know the, the telepathy yeah. guys went for Dillinger Escape Plan. Yeah. So I was in the same, same genre. I would play like bass, which is, would have be the, the best thing to do when you're throwing out your gear. I get you. Uh, but I would go for, yeah, for the chariot or, uh, or yeah, or, or Dillinger Escape Plan, the same. Excellent. Brilliant and stuff. just go, just go nuts for, for an hour and then, that was it. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think Mark, Mark from We Lost the Scene wanted to play a big venue with something like fucking 60, 70,000 people just to experience. I think he mentioned, did he mention Foo Fighters, I think. And, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see what fellas and what people, you know, listen to outside of this little cocoon that we're in, you know. And, well, I could, I could pick Slipknot then and I would play huge venues and still be crazy, so... Yeah, that, would, yeah. that could work. But it just yeah. it's the same reason why I started playing guitars for, for Aslan because I'm a drummer. I'm like 100% drummer. I'm not really uh-huh. a guitar player. All right. But it's just like it's 12-year-old me with a, with a tennis racket on stage. <laughs> so it's, the, the feeling is, is just really, really great. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> tennis racket. Brilliant. You'd have your tennis racket. I'd have my Harley. So that's how we get uh, on. Yeah. We, there we go. Our own band. <laughs> give, me your, um, give me an name of an album to look out for this year, Tim. Uh, any I'm, band releasing something that you want everyone to know about? I'm really excited about the new Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they have released those two songs and they're just, wow. Mm. I love them both. They also have like the best video for, uh, for the last one. They recorded the God City. Okay, I didn't Baloo, see that and It's just check it out. It's, yeah. there's, it's such a small group of, of really, really cool guys, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Uh, like Nate Newton from Converge, and I, I love all those all those yeah. guys, and, and see them now come back with with Kevin. It's just yeah, great stuff. Now before I let you go, Tim, I want to ask you about um, I, when we when we had our few points a few years ago there at um, yes, <laughs> you, there is an Irish connection, is there? One of my best friends is from Cork, and that's you what are it was. from Cork. Yeah, I was wondering what the connection was. I was trying to fucking play it back in my head. Yeah, and I was going crazy. I was like, "Oh, you're from Ireland. My best friend is from Ireland. Is actually from right, Cork." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, he's from." <laughs> Such <laughs> a small world, isn't it? That's still that's still on on the plans. We really, really want to do something. Oh, man. I would love to see Irish you come tours. over. I really would, Jack, because the Irish scene is thriving at the moment. The Irish metal and rock scene. Is it? It's in okay. a really good place. A very healthy place. All right. Thanks to no small part, really, to Richie from the Metal Cell, who I mentioned earlier off yep. air, who we were talking about, you know, the work he's doing in, in, in promoting Irish music is, is oh, huge. Okay. Like. So, nice. yeah, I might get you to. Okay, we'll shut down this podcast and we'll start talking about it. There the you tour. go. There you go. <laughs> One more thing as well. Do you want to plug some tours and to let, let people know when, when you start or where you're going to be? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to cheat for oh, yeah. the, the exact dates, uh, but it's coming up in May. We are leaving on May 16th. Then we okay. are playing in, uh, in Dunk HQ, Sotgem, like where Dunkfest would have been. That's right. Uh, it's tour with ranges, so all the shows are with ranges. Then we are going to Leipzig, uh, Munich, Kiel. Then we are playing a Colossal Weekend wow. at Copenhagen, which is going to be really fun. Then it's Nambrug, Hamburg, uh, Cologne. Uh, Paris, and then we play Dunkfest. So, but just check out the Facebook, Instagram. Exactly, exactly. We have a really sweet poster from uh, from Wilson. 
from a thousand arms and uh really excited to to get in the van again and just play some like tennis rackets <laughs> <laughs> those tour days sound insane uh, Tim. and to have ranges on board like yeah two two, two incredible bands oh man i i, I yeah, wasn't really i actually wasn't initially going to dunk i was going to leave a go this year because i'm going to art tangent in august but um Last week, I just said, fuck it, I'm going to go. Yeah, you I, should. Because I, 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 I cursed myself. But I, I was hoping maybe to catch one of the smaller shows in between. That's what I was saying. I might catch you in one of those bars with 10 or 20 people or somebody's well, room, you know? The, play, the day before Dunk, we were playing Paris, which is a three-hour drive. Okay. So okay. Interesting one. Just contact us. Maybe we can make something happen, get exactly. in the van or anything. Just uh, we'll Brilliant. see what happens. Tim, all I can say now is wish you well with everything. I hope the tour goes... Thanks. Which I know will go well. Fucking, it's too. You're, you're no standing one, band. Your sound is incredible. Everybody has to see. You really do. Let's just hope no one gets uh, COVID or anything, and just oh, we have to cancel just, the whole. Just fucking don't, don't. Just don't tell anybody. Just keep I just, going. I just jinxed it. I just jinxed it. You did. Yeah. Just don't tell anyone. Yeah. Just go around with a, a false COVID test and just say. Yeah, I'm, I'm wear, okay. I'm wear okay. a face mask. It's okay. It's, it will so make thanks, it work. Thanks so much for coming on, Tim. Um, Thank you, man. Thank and you. Good luck with the album, Vora. I've no doubt it'll be well received by people. Uh, to have vocals is give it, uh, gives it another dimension, gives it something different. Yeah. It's still very acid and in sound. I have to say that you have your own unique sound, I think. And as you said, you know, going from those really heavy, crisp, clean riffs down to your lit- literally single fucking chord picks, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all still there for people that love that. It's just that's vocals. The, that's what I, I started when I, when I started the band. I wanted to have parts that were quieter than mono and explosion the sky. Yeah. I want it to be heavier than Amundra and Cult of Luna. And so, yeah, yeah it's you've, been, hit, you've hit both extremes anyway. Yeah, you it's been a battle. Song. It's been a battle. <laughs> Tim, thanks a million for coming on. And um, thank you. We'll catch up again soon. We will at Dunk. At Dunk, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And I, in I, Paris. I showed, and possibly Paris. <laughs> right. I have to speak to the missus about that. We'll see. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening in again. Thanks to Richie from the Metal Cell, who always produces and edits the show. I wish, as I said, Aston all the very best of luck in their tours. And I'll catch you all again in a couple of weeks' time. Take care, guys. All the best. That was fun.